What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, December 4th, 2015, and you guys are listening to episode number 236. That's right, everybody. In six days will be the five-year anniversary of the Verzi Effect Podcast, which let me just check what day that falls on because... Uh, let me see here. I might be able to say that's the anniversary, and then I could lie to you guys and say that's why it took so long. Um, it's thir- Well, actually, you know what? By the time you get it, it will be the 10th. So um, that's awesome. So I will be back to the 9th. I'm sorry this one is late, but uh, I'm working. What do you people want? I'm working, and to be honest, I've been in New York City every day and then traveling at night performing. Uh, so it's been pretty much fucking nuts, but, uh, I should have had this one out yesterday. Should have been a day late, not a day and a half or close to two days late. So, uh, that's on me, but either way, you're going to get a dope show. So, uh, stop giving me shit for it. Uh, before we get into episode 236, which I have a ton of stuff, amazing stuff on this show, two movies I'm going to talk about, a ton of sports I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do a little food review and talk some restaurants on TVE 236, okay? I'm going to talk a little Przingis. We're going to talk a little bit of the Giants shit in the bed should be in first place. I got an unacceptable. I got your guys' unacceptables. What else do you want? Some plugs? We're going we're gonna to have a good time. I got CDs for sale and the $5 posters, which you could get on paulverzi.com. And uh, the shipment of those, I believe, came today or will be there tomorrow. So I will send out your posters, and they're only 5 bucks And uh, $10 on the website, paulverzi.com, for the debut album, Night at the Stand. Which, don't forget, everybody, the shit was number one on iTunes and number four on fucking Billboard. So you could step it up and buy the damn hard copy. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh Before we get into everything, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Established comedians, celebrity comedians, up-and-comers, people you never heard of, people you're just starting to hear of, all of it. Amazing interviews done by a very funny up-and-coming comedian, Dave Gavry, out there in Chicago. Uh, Shout out to you, Dave, and um, check out the the website. There's a ton of amazing comedians on there, comedians like, uh, he just did a recent one, the hilarious Big J Okerson, and, uh, you know, Doug Stanhope is on there. I did one, uh, Joe Matarese, just a ton of great comedians on there, so you can check that out. Also, oh, speaking of Big J Okerson, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but I was uh, a guest on uh, Legion of Skanks, and we had such a good time, and we just laughed. Shout out to that hilarious podcast, Legion of Skanks. I was on there with um, Big J, of course, uh, Louis J. Gomez, and uh, my buddy Dave Smith. We had a great time. Those guys are awesome. The show is hilarious, and uh, you should definitely check that out. And I've honestly realized, like, I'm doing my podcast now from Levity Live, where I'm headlining tonight. Uh, had a great time last night on the first one. You know, um, nice little crowd for a Thursday night uh, in December. I was excited about it, and I'm here tonight. So I had to leave a meeting in New York, come up here, do the podcast from the green room here at Levity Live. And uh, I'm sitting here with my microphone and my laptop and all the stuff that I have to do the show. And I did Legion of Skanks last week at the uh, Cumia, Anthony Cumia Studios in the city, and I could not believe the setup that these guys had for their podcast. I mean, their producers had everything. Like, it was one of those shows where they were like, hey, Bobby, could you pull up the... And it was like a producer just pulling it up on the screen and doing... It was just such an insane... And I'm sitting here doing this fucking thing. But you know what? The Verzi effect is a staple, everybody. Don't fucking forget it. 236 episodes. Um, What else? I don't know why I'm talking shit to nobody. Um... Also, go to um, go to allthingscomedy.com, all the podcasts that you could ever want. If you're a comedy podcast nerd, just go there. There's so many amazing podcasts, too many to name. It's like 70-something podcasts. That's the home of the Verzi Effect podcast. Uh, follow them on Twitter, at allthingscomedy, and uh, check out the, the records that they have out there. I think mine was the latest, All Things Records, um, Night at the Stand. Okay, guys. 
I hope everybody, I don't even know if I talked after Thanksgiving, did we? Well, if we didn't, um, if we didn't, I hope everybody had a good one. Mine was cool, relaxing, hanging out with just my immediate family. Zero drama, zero awkwardness, zero uncomfortable. That's the best. It was nothing bad. There wasn't, oh, that relative's in that room and they really don't like each other, so don't go in there. Oh, something happened with them. They had a fight two years ago, but they act like it's fine, but everybody knows it's not fine. None of that shit. It was about the fucking turkey. By the way, I crushed the turkey. Almost a 23-pounder. It came out perfectly, and I'm the turkey carver in the house, okay? You could cook and do all that shit. I carve up the bird, and it was great. Uh, we had a really good time, and we watched the uh, the football games. By the way, Tony Romo shouldn't have been in that game. Fucking rushed back. Normal fall, and the guy's fucking collarbone. Well, I'll get into that when we talk sports. But uh, it was a good Thanksgiving. I hope everybody else had one, too. Not a Thanksgiving, a good one. If you didn't have a Thanksgiving, that's fucked up. But I hope if you did, I hope it was a good one. Now, speaking of food, I wanted to get into this, and I should have done this last week. But I wanted to um, I wanted to get into this. There's uh, a couple of restaurants that I got to talk about, but the first one um, was special and blew me away. And I know a ton of you guys out there in New York City and in Brooklyn. Um, so I went to uh, I went to John Jay High School uh, in Hopewell Junction because my mom thought it was a good move to move me in 1994, right before fucking 8th grade, to the middle of nowhere, which was really hard. But anyways, that's a story for another day. I go <laughs> I go to school there, and um, a dude that I, I went to, uh, two guys that I went to high school with, uh, shout out to Travis Banks and PJ Harris, both who came out to the show last night, and were so fucking awesome, like, just like people that just support, like, support you, support your career, man, like... Those guys have seen me for a long time. I remember Travis. Um, Travis came to um, Travis came to Bananas Comedy Club up in uh, Poughkeepsie years ago when I was uh, pretty new, you know, pretty new at it. So, um, and these guys have just been supportive. So I find out that um, they, along with uh, another buddy, Kevin Scora, who Kevin went to the rival high school, catch him where actually my wife went. There are two high schools up there, John Jay and Ketchum. And uh, Kevin Scora went there, and uh, Travis and PJ went to John Jay, where I went. So I come to find out that they open a restaurant in, I believe it's Greenpoint, Brooklyn, called uh, Ringo Levio. And like the game, like the neighborhood game, Ringo Levio, one, two, three, like all the fucking... You know, I'm sure anybody grew up in, in Brooklyn and the Bronx, like if they're a little older, they, they know the game. But uh, that's what it was. Ringo uh, Levio was a, was a game. So it's this Mediterranean cuisine. They tell me about that they had a restaurant. I said one day I got to check out this fucking restaurant. Okay. I was like, I got to check it out. Um, guys are cool. They supported me. They opened a restaurant. I'm always in the city. How am I not going to come in there, come in with a comedian or so and, and, and have a good time? So... Um, it's actually not too long after I did the garden. I did the garden on the 14th. I think maybe a week later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. So I contacted my buddy, Travis. I was like, yo, dude, I'm thinking about coming down. And, uh, me and Alexis Guerrero, uh, who's also performing on the show, uh, with me, uh, funny comedian, Alexis Guerrero's performing with me this weekend, along with Mike Cannon at, uh, Levity Live. So we go into, uh, the restaurant and I swear to God, uh, PJ was there. Kevin wasn't there. PJ was there. And we just sit at this big table. Now, all the wood is like from bowling alleys and shit. Like, they got this bowling alley wood. They got all these, like, each chair is different, right? It's just this cool, awesome place. And it's got this neighborhood feel because it's on the corner. Like, it's one of those things where, like, if you saw a movie, right? And it's just like snowing. That like silent snowing, but then there's just like the light of this restaurant in the corner and like you just see somebody like fucking walking out, going home. Like, I don't know. I know that's fucking weird, but it just has this amazing, amazing neighborhood feel to it. I fucking loved it. When I pulled up with my car, I was like, I already liked the location. So they got all this cool stuff with the wood and everything. And they play the fucking, I'm not even going to get to the food yet because the food blew my mind. But this is what they do. They play like the best hip-hop songs like the 90s 
So I was I was eating a steak and like these fucking insane great like tribe called quest song was playing on like it was unbelievable. So anyway, we get to the restaurant and um, they start bringing out. We sit at the big like we sit at like the big bowling alley table that they got. It's really awesome. Like the, it's got like the bowling alley wood and it's it's big. It's fucking awesome. Seats a lot of people. Very roomy. You could put a ton of food in the middle. Everybody's comfortable, right? And they just start bringing out, like, the prosciutto and all these different cheeses and, like, all kinds of, like, these unbelievable tasting, um, the, the cheese, like, the blue cheese was insane. They had, like, uh, some kind of, like, uh, like, a provolone type thing that they're coming out with these meats. It was so insane. And that was the thing we were doing when we were on tour with the prosciutto and the superside and all the fucking salami, all this stuff. Coming out with these meats. There was something... They told me it wasn't tuna. Hold on. As a matter of fact, I asked Alexis what it was, what they called it. And I got to, I got to fucking, because I was, I mean, for days I've been saying, oh, that shit, that, that tuna on that fucking bread. And he said they called it, uh, Christini, Christini. Um, and he said, they said it was fresh tuna. That's what I thought. They're saying no. They're saying it was either some sort of either like sardine or shrimp. Whatever the fuck this was, when I bit it, I still, look, I'm Italian, man. So if, if I fucking taste something and it's ridiculous, like, I'll never forget it. Like, I remember Burr took me out to this burger joint in L.A. when I was out there, and I still remember my third bite. Like, I remember my third bite. I remember, like, looking at the bread. I remember the beer I was having with it. It was crazy. So we're at the restaurant in Brooklyn, uh, Ringo Levio, and they're bringing out the cheeses and the meats. And they fucking laid out the red carpet for me and Alexis, which they did not have to do. It was so fucking nice and over the top. They're pouring wine. Now, I got a show at midnight. So I went into this place around 8.45, 9 o'clock. So I got like three hours. A rule I never break is drinking before I perform. I was drinking so much wine and asking for more that PJ, the owner, he just goes, Oh, dude, so you get, like, plastered a lot before, like, you get fucked up a lot before you go up? Or, and I was like, I, never. I fucking never do that. Like, that's actually a rule that I would never, like, I never break that rule. But the wine was so insane. I don't have the name of it off off the top right now. But the wine was so insane. The meats and the cheeses and the bread. And then we ordered dinner. And Alexis ordered these raviolis and, like, this, like, this homemade fresh pasta that's the most insane tasting thing. And, uh, oh shit, dude, the bolognese, the bolognese, oh my god, I, I, I taste it now, it was one of the most insane, delicious, sickest bolognese sauces I've ever had, they got the homemade pasta, the ravioli was so intense and insane, I got a skirt steak, uh, cooked medium rare, and while I'm cutting this thing, a great tribe song comes on. And I got this wine, and they just, it was one of, I can't remember a dining experience that I had like that in a long time. So I, I really encourage everybody, if you're out in Brooklyn, uh, and anywhere in Brooklyn, I don't care, you don't have to be in Williamsburg or Greenpoint or any of that, if you're anywhere in Brooklyn and you're looking for a really cool, different, amazing meal, um, go to Ringo Levio, uh, and, and you will have the best time. You will have the best time. Tell them. Be like, I was listening to the Verzi Effect. I got to come and check the place out. Or don't. I mean, they're not going to hook you up because of it. So, uh, <laughs> but I just want, I want everybody to experience what, what me and Alexis experienced. And I'm telling you what, I'm going back to that place and I'm bringing comedians and friends with me because that place was crazy. It was crazy. The food, the pasta's fresh. They're, they're, they're great at what they do. The service was insane. Uh, they're all on. They're on top of it. It's the way a restaurant should be. It's basically the opposite of any unacceptable you've ever heard me do of a restaurant or eating anywhere, which I actually have tonight. I have an unacceptable in an eating experience tonight. Uh, this restaurant in Brooklyn is uh, the opposite of that. And I'm honestly like, I, if if it wasn't good, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't plug it just because I went. I know these guys from school. Like, I would just be like, oh man, that's great. And congratulations and good luck. Like, I'm not going to send somebody. This shit is, and they're good guys, and they're guys that are like entrepreneur guys, guys that take chances, and guys that went out there to do it right. They were in the restaurant business, they know, and they're just crushing it. Uh, the drinks, they got beers, they got wines. It's all ridiculous. So check it out, and uh, you can go to 
hold on you can go to their website I believe let me give you guys that but uh, and maybe make sure that I uh, I gotta do this shit right here because um, alright yeah so here's what it is so for all you foodies out there and I know that there's a lot uh, and by the way Alexis Guerrero's he's an insane foodie like he's picky like he'll always find something wrong and everything like that and like you know he knows the best pizza pizza in fucking you know the North Pole he's one of those guys he's one of those guys where you could be like in Salt Lake City and he'll be like dude they got the greatest fucking strawberries you know he's one of those guys where I you know I don't give a fuck like that but um it is uh it is yes Ringo Levio uh it's a Mediterranean restaurant opened by childhood friends tucked away in quaint East Williamsburg Greenpoint area all right so you can go to their website uh nyc and that is uh, r i n g o l e v i o .nyc okay and it is the shit i promise you all right it is they got they got the um yeah, they got prosciutto. They got fucking all the fucking cheeses you could want. They got the unbelievable pasta, fresh everything. So go there, please, because uh, I'm going back. You motherfuckers will see me there with two and a half empty bottles of wine, knowing that I probably got a fucking spot in a couple of hours, but I don't give a fuck because that's how good it is. Um, so check that out. Also, there's another restaurant that my wife and I went to in Mount Kisco, New York, if you're in Westchester, called the Turk, and it was literally like going to fucking Turkey. We had, I had these lamb, these chunks of lamb with rice, which was insane. We had this like pistachio dessert, and I had a wine there called Selection, and it's a, it's a, it's, tur- it's from Turkey. Dude, it was insane. So, like, I, and the guy's like from there, his mother comes, gives him recipes, and we ate this shit there, and it was, I was just, to, I said to my wife, I was like, this place is really good, and it was something we didn't know if we were going to try, you know, I didn't know anything about turkey or the, the, the cuisine there, and it was awesome. It's called the Turk, it's in Mount Kisco, it's where the burger joint used to be on the corner, and um, it was awesome. Again, the wine, the lamb was cooked to perfection, it was over rice and a little salad, and um, oh, and then they had this like... They had like these uh, zucchini pancakes with this yogurt on top of it. Insane. So check that out. That's the Turk, and that's in Mount Kisco uh, as well. The owner was coming up to the table talking to us. You know, that, that's what it like. That's that's like. I want to talk about dining, and this is perfect because this will get me right into my. Um, this will get me right into my unacceptable. When you go to a restaurant, I don't need the fucking manager or the owner to come up and like shake my hand to make me feel like I'm fucking important. I don't. I don't do it for that. I don't care about that. I don't praise it because of that. I praise it because it lets you know that that dude gives a fuck that much about his product. You know, and you're like, wow, this guy wants me to enjoy myself and make sure that I'm eating right, I'm drinking right, and and I'm going to remember his place, and it's going to make me want to come back here. You know, yeah, it's cool that they're nice to you, but, like, they're not going to not be nice to, uh, it's just, it's because they give a shit, and in a genuine way. And both restaurants I just mentioned, it, it, that's the case. So there you go. If you're in New York City, the Brooklyn area, or even if you want to go down and, and have a unique, like, fucking listening to, like, hip-hop while you eat ridiculous food and drink wine and, and beer, uh, Ringo Levio in Brooklyn, uh, right near, it's kind of like, I guess, on the border of Williamsburg and, and Greenpoint, but check that out. And if you're in Westchester, uh, near the Mount Kisco area, check out the Turk. Awesome food. You're welcome. And, and, like, you know what's so nice? I can say it with 100% confidence. Like, none of you can come back and be like, yeah, I ate there and it wasn't good. That's how I know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like go see The Godfather. Go watch The Godfather. Go watch Goodfellas. You're never going to come back and say that. By the way, if you didn't like Goodfellas or The Godfather, it's you. Um, now, here's my unacceptable, and this, uh, this will take me into your guys' unacceptables. But uh, what the fuck does the phone ever, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, I, uh, every time I'm trying to fucking do something here. All right. I'm a little, I'm a little fired up guys. Here we go. My unacceptable is, and I, I'm not even going to mention the name of the restaurant because it's been a neighborhood place forever. It's known to be a great breakfast diner forever. Okay. 
my kids were there. The owner saw my kids and gave my kids ice cream. He loves little kids. It was really nice. Um, it was a, a Greek guy, I believe. So, you know, I'm half Greek. I'm not trying to fucking throw these people under the bus. However, I go into this place. It's me, my older brother Christian, my wife, and my two children. And all we want to do is get eggs and bacon and have a really nice breakfast at a place that's known to do it. Guys, I swear to God, I did not get greeted or a water for 20 minutes. Not exaggerating. Now, in my head, I'm already like, wow, this is unacceptable. But I've done these unacceptables before. I've done slow service, so it's probably not going to be an unacceptable. So time goes by. Time goes by. Finally, I say to the guy, I go, hey, excuse me. Yeah, no, but we haven't even gotten drinks and we've been here for 20 minutes. Okay? And I'm not, I hate being that guy. Because I grew up with, especially my dad. Like, my dad, 100% Sicilian. Like, food, he takes it. Like, he's fucking, it's got to be right. And, like, he sometimes has gotten embarrassing on fucking owners and waiters where you're like, holy shit. Like, it's like, it's bad. Like, I almost want to pull him aside and be like, listen, man, you either got to run or be on your shit right now because it's going to be a bad fucking day. (laughs) Oh, shit, I got to write that down. Uh, uh, Pull waiter aside. That's funny. Uh, so anyway, so I'm like, whatever. I, I say to the guy, you gotta, you gotta get the, we gotta get the drinks. We haven't been even greeted. We haven't had drink. So here's where the unacceptable comes in. The unacceptable comes in where the guy comes back with the drinks, maybe like four or five minutes later. So now you're talking almost, you're talking almost a half hour before getting, before getting like the only thing we had were menus for like 25, 30 minutes. Not that packed either. The dude comes back upset at me because I said to him, "Hey man, like the like we, we haven't been we we haven't had drinks in twenty minutes." And he like like literally starts throwing the drinks on the table. Like my kids had like lemonades. He's just kind of like like putting like you know when they put it down real hard and it's just banged on the table and just kind of slid him over, slid him over. And he's like not even looking and he's just in his own fucking world and he's like pissed off and he's doing that. So now I'm looking at my brother and and. And I didn't say anything. And all of a sudden, my brother goes, dude, is he just throwing that? And I'm like, exactly. And I looked, and my wife is livid, right? So finally, we put our order in for the food. And my wife is like, can I get some scrambled eggs? I just want, I don't want too much cheese. I just want, like, maybe one piece of cheese on it. All right? And I ordered whatever, my bacon and eggs, and my brother ordered whatever. And now another 25, 30 minutes goes by. We're in the restaurant a fucking hour with drinks and menus and finally this the, the breakfast comes out and my wife doesn't have the one piece of cheese and I swear to you people I'm not kidding my wife is a very nice fucking reserved she said to me she goes I'm gonna fucking throw this pepper across she was genuinely genuinely and visibly upset to where she called the guy over and she goes yeah I asked for cheese and then they had to take it so now we look like the complaining table all right, I got to worry about this guy fucking rubbing his balls on my wife's omelet. I got to worry about him spitting in my drink, you know, because we said something. Meanwhile, an hour goes by. But the unacceptable wasn't a bad service. The unacceptable was coming back with an attitude and throwing the drinks down. Absolutely 100% unacceptable. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Like, are you serious? It's so opposite of the restaurants that I just told you about that, like, you can't even, it was just so ridiculous. And then I saw the old man who's the owner, and I didn't, I was so upset with, like, the experience that I just walked out and my brother paid. Like, I just, like, my brother went up with the money and paid, and me and my kids and wife just walked out and packed the car because we had to get the kids in the car. So my brother was like, I'll do it because he knew. And I didn't even want to say, because if the old guy said, how was it, I'd have been like, look, man. I appreciate you giving my kids free ice cream. I appreciate you being a nice guy, but I can't have that. I just can't. I, I mean, I, I can't be here for an hour and something when my kids and everybody's starving and you guys throwing drinks down and giving an attitude because your service sucks. I can't have it. And to be honest with you, I'm not coming back. I didn't want to do that. My brother came back to the car, and when he paid, he's like, if the guy asked me how things were, I was going to have to say something. And luckily, the guy didn't. And maybe the guy didn't because he knew that it was fucked up. You know, but you can't have that shit. You can't, you can't run, you know. I was at a burger joint. It was so bad. At least the only, it was so bad and slow that I saw him yelling at the chef and he just had to run up and down the tables giving him free drinks to so fucking people wouldn't leave. 
It's like, get it right, man. It's, you know, that's how you go under. Get it right. Make people fucking happy. Unbelievable. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, let's get to your guys' unacceptables right now. Here we go. Um, let's see. James Russo says, last week of the semester and people want to socialize in the library. The library should be like a movie theater. If you got to take a call, step outside for a minute, put them in a quiet cage, Paul. I hear you. They don't get it. They don't care. Uh, I don't care. Thanks for the submission. This one is from Evan uh, uh, Casimir. And he says, uh, Hey, Paul, just wanted to say, you and Bert, uh, just wanted to say, saw you and Burr at the garden and you guys crushed it. My face still hurts from laughing so goddamn hard. Anyway, my unacceptable has to do with proper etiquette while ordering food in line. All right. Every time the show turns out, people, I never, I almost said Paul. People, I was talking to myself, Paul, people never, people, um, I never, ever, ever fucking like have a show like, all right, it's going to be food based or it's going to be food themed. Just for some reason, it turns out like that, you know, guy shit his pants, you know, and then we, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, so I'm on an airplane, this guy's shit and it just turns out to be the shit unacceptable podcast. Now it has to, I mean, this is food. Let's see where it goes. Every Sunday I get together with my buddies and watch the Giants game. This past Sunday, one of my friends who lives uptown decided to host at his place. He has a great, uh, he has this great bagel place a few blocks away from his apartment. And I always go, uh, always go to whenever uh, I'm up in his area. Anyway, I woke up on the later side, on the later side on Sunday, and figured I still had some time to go get a bagel. I get to the place around 12:30. Uh, mind you, kickoff was at one. There isn't much of a line, so I figured uh, at most I'll be in and out in five to ten minutes and uh, get to his place right before kickoff. But no, not today. Some fucking sorry sack of shit. Uh, <laughs> two people in line. Uh, in front of me, decided that it would be perfectly appropriate to order nine different sandwiches, and I'm not just talking about bagel and cream cheese. I'm talking like eggs and bacon and shit that takes time to make. Naturally, the entire staff behind the counter gets involved just to complete his order, and I'm just waiting there, losing my shit while the line behind me just gets longer and longer. Now, I'm impatient by nature, so this is not the best environment for me to be in, especially when I want to go watch the Giants play. After 25 minutes of waiting and no one coming to take my order, it's 1 o'clock, I miss kickoff, and now I'm fucking mad. The staff is finally uh, wrapping up this guy's order, and I say to him, Dude, maybe next time when you have 50 sandwiches to order, maybe you should call ahead the guy... uh, Uh, You should call ahead. The guy literally turns to me and smiles like he didn't fucking understand English or something. Uh, Like at least be somewhat apologetic for holding up up an entire line 30 people deep. I just don't fucking get people who just don't give a fuck and are perfectly content with inconveniencing everyone else as long as they get what they want. Uh, fuck these animals and lock them in a cage and pelt them with old hard stale bagels while they're at it. <laughs> I gotta make a put them in a cage T-shirt. I think I just think it's come to that. I got the I got a great. I really do. I'm really actually. I love my uh, TVE poster, but I think I gotta get a put them in a cage because you guys just go in with that. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving to all the best. Well, thank you very much, Evan, and I'm sorry. Uh, luckily. You know, you didn't get out of there too. I mean, I feel like there's there should definitely be like a, hey man, we got to order like ten sandwiches if you just want to get something. You could, you know, it's it's kind of like when you get online at the grocery store. You know, you're online with a fucking tube of toothpaste, and you know somebody's got like fucking fifteen bags of shit, and you know. So I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for the submission. Um, this one is from. Lorenzo Van Tornhunt. I hope I said that right. Hi, Paul. I bought your album last week, and I love it. I listened to it during my drive to the airport at uh, Brussels to pick up my girl coming back from a short trip to Rome. My greedy ass subconsciously was planning to wait until 
uh, it was dropped on YouTube. But hey, I turned 27 last month and it's time to start acting like a man and separate myself <laughs> from the boys by buying the album and spending a little cash. Well, thank you so much, dude. I'm glad you picked it up, uh, Lorenzo. Mine accepted for you this week and I'm, and, and I'm glad... Uh, I'm glad that, you know, I appreciate you supporting it and you fucking are supporting art too, you know, because I would do that too. Dude. I'm not going to lie. Like now, now that I'm like, you know, selling albums and, and doing this, I'm kind of like shit, like, you know, buying somebody and supporting it is, is awesome. Uh, my, unacceptable, my unacceptable for you this week is another uncut vintage uh, Belgian one. Okay. This Sunday I went to the town square to buy uh, and have a drink in a cafe. Every Sunday, they sell all kinds of plants, flowers on, on this square. And these days, they sell Christmas trees, too. When walking over the town square to look at some of these trees, I saw a lady, a uh, high-pitched, oh, okay, lady, like Bill Burr's voice, okay, walking her dog. She deliberately let her dog take a long leak on a couple of nice Christmas trees that were up for sale. Ooh, I like this unacceptable. This is a great unacceptable, dude. You know, I already like it. I'm going to finish, but I like it because you're right. And I just got pissed. Uh, up for sale. This animal made sure some nice family's house over the next month slowly starts smelling like dog piss. Not to mention children gather around it to open presents. Unacceptable. Some people hate the holidays, but this animal must have a special place of hate in her heart for the holiday season. Thanks for the laughs, Paul. Dude, Lorenzo, awesome, awesome, unacceptable. It's, it's different. It's a unique one, and it's actually well thought out. Like, how dare that lady, and you make a good point, Somebody that's going to be in somebody's house, That's gonna, kids are going to be around it, and you're letting your dog, how about you just fucking take your dog to a real tree, or a fucking hydrant, or let the dog do whatever it's going to do in the street or the sidewalk, and then you pick it up like everybody else, that is unacceptable, great one, thank you for the submission, buddy. Uh, okay, here we go, this one, we don't have too many of these today, so we're, we're doing, uh, we're doing alright, we're going to get to some other stuff I got to talk about, I got to get into some fucking little... A little conspiracy theory stuff, too. Uh, oh, I'm giving you people the goods on 236. You could feel it. I could feel it. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a freight train of awesomeness just coming. Um, here we go. Freight train of awesomeness? What the fuck am I talking about? All right. Hey, Paul. Oh, sorry. Josh Sellers. This is from Josh Sellers. <laughs> hey, Paul. Eight months ago, I broke up with my girlfriend of three years. Turns out... She was a walking unacceptable. Okay. But uh, that's a story for another time. As a newly single guy in a new city, I immediately went on a, on, on a pussy prowl. Okay. I met a girl. She was funny, smart, and beautiful. We went uh, out a week ago, and things went so well that she invited me back to her house to watch a movie. When we get there, she picks the notebook. She didn't even try to hide her intentions. It's like she lit the... the <laughs> she, oh, I'm sorry, let me read that again. We, when we get back, she picks the notebook. She didn't even try to hide her intentions. It's like she lit the dick bat signal. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, things get really hot and heavy, so I decided uh, to... To start strong, I move down, unbutton her pants. She's smiling at me. Uh, what do you think you're doing? Uh, I told her, wait, what? She's smiling at me. What do you think you're doing? I told her be, to be patient. When I unfold the flap of her pants, I'm hit with the worst goddamn stench I ever smelled in my life. There's a natural scent to a woman, but this was a scent... Of a fisherman's... Oh, my God. Wharf. Oh, my God. Uh, you know how in the cartoons, the gaseous odor morphs into a boxing glove and knocks Daffy Duck across the room? Oh, no! It was like that. My eyes were watering. Oh, my God. Dude, that's awful. Uh, now I'm in a pickle. How the fuck am I going to get myself out of this? I took a bold first step by going, what? By going down on the chick, but I'm sure as <laughs> shit not uh, going to put my mouth on the source of that stench. So I bit, oh man, so I bit the bullet, buttoned her pants back up and worked my way back up 
to cuddling and kissing. She smiled and said, you're such a tease. Oh, my God. Somehow she missed the fact that my eyes were tearing <laughs> tearing up. She probably thought you were crying in love and you didn't want to do it on the first date. Uh, somehow she missed the fact that my eyes were tearing up like I got hit with a can of bear mace. Uh, if you expect to get laid, you have to have respect for yourself and for your partner. Clean that shit up. Unacceptable. Oh, man. I could have done without reading that. But uh, thank you for the submission. And what what could you say? I mean, what could you say? Like, you know, you'd just be like, you smell that too? Like, is that, like, I don't, oh, my God. And the fact, just when the button came undone? Oof. Jesus. Imagine if you got into the thick of that. Wow. All right, here we go. Um, all right, let's see what this one is here. This one is, uh, firstly, I'm pretty drunk. It says N-A. So I don't know. Firstly, I'm pretty drunk, so I hope I have the right email. I know I've tweeted you about it before, but please get on uh, Burr to release that uh, tour of Albany video you guys did when you were there. Also, please come back to Albany. I need to pop... My live show, Cherry. P.S. Love the bit about kids being hungry in the morning. Um, I didn't do the I didn't do the tour video with Bill in Albany. He did that with Tom Lewis, but I did open for uh, Burr at the uh, Paramount in Albany, and that was uh, that was a great time. So hopefully you come to his show. And thanks for writing in. Uh, here we go. Uh, Ryan Gennaro, uh, unacceptable. Uh, I'm at the Nick DiPaolo show. Oh, one of my favorites. Nick DiPaolo is one of the fucking best. I'm at the Nick DiPaolo show in Riverhead this past Saturday, and the bathrooms are on the second level of the theater. I decide to go take a piss during DiPaolo's opening act, and as I'm coming back downstairs, there's a couple in their 30s walking past me. What I witnessed next was so bizarre, I didn't think it was real. The girl who's with her boyfriend starts projectile vomiting all over the stairs as her boyfriend is telling her to hold it till they get to the bathroom. The doors open at 7 and it was barely after 8 when this happened. Put her in a cage with a puke bucket. Oof. Me and uh, my buddy Chris Italia uh, went to a restaurant in... Brooklyn? Where were we? Brooklyn or Queens? And uh, we saw a girl outside the restaurant. It was good food, good restaurant. And we saw this girl and she was just throwing up everywhere. Everywhere. And I don't know how the podcast went from fucking restaurants to fucking unbuttoning girls' pants and having the smell be so bad and now puking. But this chick was puking so bad outside, man. It was gross. And then like the dude was putting her into his Porsche truck. And I was like, dude, you sure you want to do that? He's like, I think it's all out of her, man. I don't know. She never, you know, I tried telling her, and I was just like, holy shit. But, uh, yeah, dude, that's, yeah, I talked about that on the last podcast. Like, I don't know how people are getting that drunk before 8 o'clock. Like, you're going to see comedy, like, fucking, you know. It's one thing to enjoy a cocktail or two, a couple of beers to get into the show, but, like, being that drunk at a show, like, what the fuck, how are your friends letting you do that? Uh, here we go. This is from William Keegan. Hey, Paul, I'll make this a quick one. You mentioned a hotel key card, unacceptable, so it made me think of my recent hotel experience. Got in from a long east-to-west uh, coast flight and checked into a hotel. Went to my room and relaxed till it was time to uh, go to bed. When it's time to go to sleep, right bef- uh, when it's time to go to sleep, right before I get into bed, I untuck the entire bed because I don't want to be wrapped up like a burrito or sleep in an envelope. I, I like to rip off the sides too. I don't like it tight like that. I'm with you so far. Here we go. While untucking, oh no, the queen size bed, a Ziploc bag flies out and appears to land under the desk. I jolted back, visually scanned under the desk, and finally pinpointed where the item went. I reached under the desk and grabbed the Ziploc bag. After I cl- after a closer examination, it turns out the bag was filled with Trojan condoms, used and new, completely unacceptable and gross. Wow! Um, I guess that was three unacceptables. Uh, number one, 
I guess that was three unacceptables. Number one, the bag of condoms stuffed in the hotel bed. Number two, I picked up the bag of condoms with my unknowing bare hand, parentheses. Now I wear gloves in hotels, and parentheses. <laughs> uh, hotel, uh, hotel housekeepers that don't clean rooms. Great podcast and happy holidays, uh, Will. Thanks, Will. That's brutal, dude. I'm not going to lie. That's brutal. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you, I mean, I would, I would leave the room. You'd have to, you'd have to leave. You'd have to leave the room. You can't, you can't stay there. I hope you left. You can't stay there. You cannot stay in a room where a guy was, you know, having sex with, uh, you know, and, and just using condoms and just putting it and then putting it underneath. And I don't understand. Doesn't the guy understand that there's a bathroom in the fucking, there's a bathroom in the room with a garbage and a lot of times those garbages are lined with paper. Just fucking roll everything up in tissues and put it in the fucking garbage. Or, you know what I mean? Like, what are you putting it underneath for? Like, that's... And, and who saves that? Like, who fucking... That's, and he's mixing the used ones with the new ones? Dude, that's fucking gross, dude. And I would say, I'd be like, listen, you know, you're fucking... I'd go downstairs and, you know, they probably upgraded you to a better room or given you a free night, man. That's what I would have done. I'd be like, look, man, this is fucking gross. Alright, I'm not trying to yelp your fucking hotel, but like, come on, man. You got bags of jizz, I'm trying to fucking watch HBO. <laughs> That's gross. Um, Alright, so, I'm going to talk about some movies that I saw. And some sports. So, um, you know. By the way, man, it's I love watching. I was just in the city today. And when you watch people around Christmas time, like I was like, there was like a Christmas. Yeah, come in. Oh, sorry about that. That was the, uh, that's how great Levity Live is. That was the green room waiter asking if we needed anything. Cause I guess the show starts in like an hour and people are starting to get in. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so I was just listening to Christmas music, watching people in the city. And when you watch people, I don't know, like with music, it's actually fucking really funny because I was like looking at people walking and when <laughs> maybe, maybe I was just so bored and just frustrated at the traffic, but I'm listening to music and I'm just like watching this guy cross the street and it just, if you keep doing that with people, it's like their own soundtrack and I was just laughing, looking around. That's how fucking bored and uh, I don't know, just so pissed off that I was just sitting there, but I love people watching, especially in the holidays. I don't know. I'm not like one of those people watchers all the time. Like I talk to friends and I know people that are like, yeah, I just go to the park, hang out, man. People watch. I never got that. But today in the city when there's just so many people and it's like, I don't know, New York City was just so fucking like alive and crazy today. And I was just looking at everybody. I was like, it's fucking hilarious. Um, I've been going to, this is off the subject here, but I've been going to sneaker stores and I'm just going to do a report that I think I've went into the 11th sneaker store or 12th still haven't found the pair I wanted. It's getting to the point where I don't think I'm ever going to find them. And I did find a couple of pairs at Flight Club in New York City. And they were like, yeah, we only have nine and a half and 11. Of course, they don't have the size. So the ones I want, I can't get. I can't get the fucking sneakers I want. And it's driving me nuts. That's off the subject. I just wrote it down somewhere where I said, looked at pairs of sneakers. And uh, I don't know. I decided to talk about it. Here we go, guys. This is episode 236. And... um. I have two movies that I want to talk about. I saw Creed, and I thought that Creed was very good and very solid. However, not as crazy good as people are saying. You know, people are acting like, uh, I mean, look, you know, it was really good. The best part about it was the acting. Um, Michael B. Jordan who it sucks that he's got to be Michael B. Jordan. That's how fucking famous Michael Jordan is, that other Michael Jordans need their middle initial. However, he kicked ass in that movie. He was awesome. And uh, what the fuck is wrong with me with these, like, 90s fucking... Say he kicked ass. Yeah, a freight train of awesomeness. What did I... I feel like I'm fucking... What did I watch? Weekend at Bernie's? I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My mind is in... I, I don't know what the fuck is... Hey, dickweed. Remember dickweed? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go buy the original fucking Nintendo. I don't know why I just said... He kicked ass. He he was great. Him and Stallone crushed it. Um, I got to tell you, man, there were parts where Stallone was getting emotional in the movie, and it was really insane acting and really good. It was really good, but 
you know, my buddy Vladimir Camano said one of the funniest things where he was like, why do they have motorcycles? In the first Rocky when he's running and the kids are following him, and this one, like, Philadelphia has a lot of, like, dirt bike riders, so, like, these guys on quads and dirt bikes are, like, as he's running, they're, like, doing wheelies with him, and then he's just, like, in the middle, and they're, like, circling him, and he's, like, shadow boxing. I thought that was fucking weird. And then he gets knocked out in one scene. He gets knocked out, and he's out cold, and then he's like, has thoughts, and then he pops right up like a fucking, you know, like he just got shocked. So I, that, that part I didn't like. It was really good, but it wasn't great. You can't say it was great. It was a really good, solid, entertaining movie with good acting, but it wasn't mind-blowing great. That, that's what I'll say with Creed. But great acting, and you will enjoy it, and it's actually worth the theater. It's not like, oh, just wait for DVD. No, it's actually worth the theater. Um, so... I would I would check out Creed. It definitely gets the it gets the approval on it gets the TVE approval, but some people talking about Oscars that's a little crazy. That's 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 a little crazy, you know. Um, I I love you know, you guys know the movies that I love this year. I I thought Straight Outta Compton was fucking phenomenal. All right, guys, here we go. I gotta get a little gotta get a little uh, not controversial, but I gotta get a little conspiracy theory here. Uh, you know. As you guys know, my friend, my mentor, Bill Burr, um, truly one of the best dudes that I know, and, uh, you know, he's just, you know, he's just a great dude, and that being said, he is one of the hardest people to argue with because we get into arguments that just never end. It's pages and pages. If you guys saw some of the texts and emails where we're talking about something normal and then as soon as one of us disagrees, we literally write a book to each other. So be like, hey, man, how was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great, man. I, uh, everything, I liked everything. I'm just not a mushroom guy. How can you not like mushrooms? What are you talking about? They stink. You're an idiot. How do they stink? Dude, I went to this restaurant. This guy made a mushroom dish. It was the greatest thing. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm not saying that they're not good for other people. I did. They do nothing for me. And it's literally, and then it just goes back to, well, did everybody have fun though? Like it's, that's, that's the arguments we get into. So here's the new one and it falls under the movie category. I watched the Netflix uh, documentary, Kurt Cobain, but soaked in bleach again. I watched it again. Okay, because I, I actually I never was able to finish it the whole way through, and I watched it, and I gotta tell you, the toxicology report and so many like fa- surrounding factors into this thing make me go like you know when the when the old chief of police there says that it should be reopened because things were fucked up. And when the head investigator that Courtney Love, and I'm not trying to fucking, hey, listen, man, I could be wrong. I get it. It's a documentary. I don't want to fucking put out there that Courtney Love is a killer or whatever. But I got to tell you, man, when you watch this fucking thing, if you watch Soaked in Bleach and you could honestly say, seriously, seriously, if you could honestly tell me that things don't seem right and the guy did enough heroin to fucking, for five times a fucking adult could take and still was able to shoot himself and. Just so many different things where the shotgun shell was and that like he wanted her, he talked to a lawyer to get her out of a will, you know, and it said something like that. Now, I'm not saying definite, who knows, but to like, but Bill's like, no way, I think he, you know, there's, it's like, you got to just watch it. You got to watch it because it was really like, there were a lot of things like listening to the investigator on the phone with her, the real actual phone call, not like the dramatization bullshit, like the actual real fucking recording. And he's going, I got to tell you, Courtney, like, this is not, like, this is not, you know, it wasn't there. And she's like, it was there. It wasn't there. And, like, all kinds of things she was asking and, like, to the point where you see letters that he actually wrote her saying, I'm actually now suspicious of behavior of you guys and I don't know what to believe and I'm sorry. And, like, he turned on her. Like, that's, you. it's crazy, man. And this guy, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that it brought up a lot of interesting points and, you know, I would say that I think there's a 50% chance, maybe more, that he was murdered. I'm, I really believe that. You know, if I've watched a couple documentaries. They want to reopen the case. You know, the guy's there for how many days? Nobody sees him. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I, I think something's... Me, personally, I think... I, I tell everybody to watch Soaked in Bleach. And please, let's talk about it on the podcast. Seriously. Um, email me. Message me. You know, tweet me. You could email it to uh, TVE, uh, I'm sorry, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. 
uh, or you know tweet or, or Facebook or anything and talk about it and I'll talk about your arguments or what anybody else thinks and again I'm not saying like definitely he was murdered but dude it's fucked up man it's fu- there's definitely things I'm like alright well if that's true then how did that happen well if that's true how did that happen and they said that they would need the Seattle police that were involved to not be involved in the next investigation because they're the ones that just automatically looked at it and assumed it oh and here's the other thing Doc, uh, forensic like they had a document specialists, experts all say the bottom of the suicide note was forged. Like how can you, how, if these experts are saying that, like their life is dedicated to looking at handwriting. Like how is that? How, how is it just like, ah, nah, nah, listen to his lyrics. I don't know about that. And he had a little girl. I don't know about that. And they said if he got divorced, his wife was entitled to not much. And the fact that he died before they got divorced, I think she got close to a billion dollars in assets. Like, that's fucking motive, man. That's crazy. They were getting divorced. It's a fact that they were getting divorced at the time. So I, I don't know, man. But, you know, so Burr's going, nah, nah. And he's just like sending me pictures of the guy with a gun to his head. I mean, I get that that was out there. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think some shit with the toxicology report and the... the um, the forgery on the thing and, and the circumstances and him leaving and I don't know. So I thought it was really interesting though. I would definitely check it out and, um, you know, please, you know, let me know what you guys, what you guys think about that. Uh, so that's it with the movies Creed and Soaked in Bleach, which you could see right now on uh, Netflix. All right, guys, sports, the Giants did it again. They did it again. They fucked it up. They decided to play football the last 7 minutes and 30 seconds of a football game. Beckham's catch, again, unbelievable. This guy is, you know, unreal. Sorry if you hear a noise in the background. There's a little bit of a noise. I think they're they're cooking stuff and they have tables out there. They're making dinners and stuff. So, sorry if it's a little, uh, little sounds a little, you know, a little raw towards the uh, last few minutes here. But, um, yeah, the Giants just, in my opinion, should have won three different games. They should have won week one. If that 21 catches the ball, Tom Brady throws up in the middle of nowhere, we win. I mean, I know that happened to us. That happens, but that sucked. So there's two. And then, and then um, you know, this thing with the, the Redskins. And we were beating the Falcons by 10 in the fourth quarter. Of you know, so I was at week two or something or week three, whatever it was. All I know is the Giants are right there in games, and they're just finding a way. Our defense does stink, so I don't think we're doing anything anyway. But um, we were talking about it last night. Yeah, if the Giants can make the Giants could beat anybody on any day, just because Eli's got that fucking non-caring thing, and if our if he gets in a rhythm, you know. But I think our defense just doesn't have what it takes to really do it so uh that was a painful loss and now i looked at the schedule and it looks like the giants have a harder schedule than the redskins uh so who knows and if they don't win what's going to happen is the stupid fucking giants and the media and everybody's going to get rid of tom coughlin which i don't like i think coughlin and fucking eli should be there as long as they want to how about you give them a fucking defense hey everybody guess what happens when you give tom coughlin and eli manning a good defense and an offensive line yeah they win the fucking super bowl against the best coach and best quarterback to ever fucking live all right but yeah let's fire a guy who has an amazing record in the nfl let's fire a guy who took an expansion team like the jacksonville jaguars to the uh championship game yeah let's fire that guy let's fire a guy that's won two super bowls uh in new york after how many ever years it was from what 90 all the way to yeah 2007 and then he did it again in 2011 against the Patriots yeah let's get rid of that guy because the game's passed him by no the game hasn't passed him by and he's not too old you want to know what the problem is the problem is I I could be playing fucking safety back there for them that's how bad they are right now um and I'm going and I'm looking forward I'm going to a Knicks game soon I will be going to a Knicks game I think I'm going Monday against the Mavericks uh, and I want to check out Przingis, man. But this guy, Przingis, is real. I'm loving it. I am loving the call. Absolutely crushing it. I want him to be rookie of the year, man. That's what I want. Because you know I'm talking a lot of shit if he's rookie of the year because of all the shit I talked before he even played one professional game in the NBA. Um, that will be my, you know, that will be one of my calls. I'm saying that one and the Cano. So, uh... That's uh that's pretty much it. Let me get into some plugs here. Uh, and who are the Giants? Let me see real quick. 
let's just do this real quick before we get out of sports let's do this and see the Giants schedule and let's try to make some predictions how about that let's try to make some New York Giants predictions Giants schedule let me see alright alright so no, not yeah, here we go. 2015 New York Giants schedule. I know you guys that don't give a fuck about the Giants don't want to hear this. It's only going to take a minute, okay? All right, so we have the Jets on Sunday. That's the 6th. Then the Carolina Panthers on the 20th. Both are home games, so that's what I do like. I think if you split there and you get to wait a minute. Are the next three games home? Oh, those I'm sorry. Those are the next three games at MetLife. Okay. So the next three regular season games at MetLife are the Jets, the Panthers, and the Eagles. I think the Giants go 2-1 and one there. Right? That's what I'm saying. 2-1 and one there. I actually think they give the Panthers a game, and one of the two wins could come from the Panthers. How about that? Nah, our defense stinks. We'll beat the Jets and the Eagles and give the Panthers a good game. So it'll be two and one there, and then we got to see their other. We got to see the not just the MetLife fucking schedule. Let's see the other one. Giants. Sorry, it sounds like a guy's blending something. I don't know. All right. Giants tickets. Giants schedule. Here we go. Come on, man. What the fuck? Why? Why is it like this hard? I just, just Giants 2015 schedule. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand. Then it, like, takes you to StubHub, and then it takes you to some... All right. TV schedule. Oh, my God. I just put schedule. I just, Giants. To, you know, fuck it. I'm going to Giants.com. I'm sorry. This guy sounds like he's fucking vacuuming out here, and I'm screaming about a... All right. Let's see what we got here. I'm sorry, folks. Sorry. But let's let's try to figure this out. Let's try to figure out if the Giants are gonna make the playoffs. I think we could figure it out together. If the fucking thing could ever. Alright. So here we go. Schedules. There we go. Alright. Season schedule. Alright. So here's what we got. Jets, Dolphins, Panthers, Vikings, Eagles. So here's what we're gonna do. I say we beat the Jets this Sunday. We lose to the Panthers. No. We beat the Jets. I say we beat the Jets. We beat the Dolphins. We lose to the Panthers. We lose to the Vikings. And we beat the Eagles. So what's that? One, two, three. So one, two. So how many games are left? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five games left. What's our record? Yeah, we're going to finish either eight and eight. We're going to finish either eight and eight or seven and nine. So I think the only fucking chance we got is to win the division at eight and eight. It's not looking great. Our defense fucking stinks. Uh, all right, I'm sorry about that. And the Redskins play. I think their next games are literally all against. I think they're just like... Two like Eagles, Cowboys, and just teams that are either injured or not playing well. So they have an easier road. That's going to suck if the Redskins squeeze in. All right, let's do plugs real quick. Um, what do I have coming up here? Um, I am at Levity Live uh, tonight, two shows. This will be out too late. So, um, But if you get this by tomorrow, I am at Levity Live tomorrow. It's 7.30 and 9.30. Tonight, if you hear this now, I will be here uh, at 7.30 and 9.45. So you can check that out, and um, I got my CDs. You can go to paulverzi.com, buy a $10 CD. I have the hard copy and a $5 poster, the Verzi Effect poster. I'm actually going to think about getting a put them in a cage t-shirt just because too many people talk about it. Um, on uh, the 9th, uh, December 9th, me and Joe Bartnick are co-headlining the Flamingo Theater Bar in Miami. Tickets are available now. Go check that out. It's called the Miami Theater Bar. Me and Joe Bartnick. You could see the tickets. Uh, you could get tickets uh, on my Facebook page. You could get tickets um, on, at their website. Just go to Google and type in uh, Miami, a uh, Flamingo Theater Bar, Miami, and uh, me and Joe Bartnick are there December the 9th. Um, and then um, 
that's pretty much it. The, the show that I'm doing, people are asking, the show that I'm doing for the Navy folks at Annapolis is not open to the public. So uh, I know some people asked about that. It is not. And um, that's pretty much it. Other dates will be on my website. And, of course, the New Year's Eve Four Horsemen show at the Orpheum. Me, Bill Burr, Joe Bartnick, and um, Jason Lawhead. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out gonzofame.com. Check out all things comedy. Go to Brooklyn and check out Ringo Levio. Uh, restaurant, and if you're in Westchester, Mount Kisco area, check out the Turk. It's awesome food. It's great. You guys are the shit. Till episode two, uh, 237, I am out of here. Take care.